Hi, I'm Dina, teacher and reluctant puppeteer turned host of La Bifana's Table, a podcast dedicated to the art of sacred hospitality, where each week listeners are invited to feast on real-life stories of hope and healing, as well as soul-nourishing conversations with folks from all walks of life who are utilizing their gifts in both small ways and large to make the world a more beautiful place. So pull up a seat, tell some friends, and become a part of a legendary story. Welcome to Labafana's Table. I'm your host, Dina Gregory, and today I am blessed to be here with the incredible Jess Grippo, who's a dancer, a creative coach, and the founder of Dance Again. So welcome, Jess, to Labafana's Table. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's wonderful to have you. Jess and I met many years ago at a performance. We we all did a mixture of comedy and dance and wonderful things. And Jess has just such a beautiful energy and freedom about her. And the way that she shares her gifts in the world is just is wonderful. So I thought you could like tell us a little bit about yourself and the ways in which you're sharing your gifts in the world. All right. Well, dance has been a big part of my life. If you didn't Notice that from the title, dancer, founder of Dance Again. But I started dancing when I was a kid, like most people do, and then got caught up in the competitiveness of ballet. And I quit when I was 19 and didn't dance for most of my 20s. And so at some point, I was like, I want to dance again, but I don't want to do it in that way that I used to. And thus became a personal journey of bringing dance back into my life in a way that was expressive and healing and you know not of the nature of like the competitive professional world and that led me to then you know leading classes and workshops and creating more of a community around it because it got lonely doing it by mm-hmm. myself alone in my room for years but yeah that's like the short of it with the dance story and i love dancing but i also love helping other people to bring their dance out in their Mm -hmm. authentic way. Like, you know, technique is great, but show me like your expression and your truth through your body's movement. Mm -hmm. And that's just like incredible. So what do you think it is about dance that, that allows us as a form of expression? What, what does it get at more that other expressive arts don't get at, or, you know, what are they able to access with dance that they might not be able to access with writing or painting? Or what do you think is really that unique thing about dance? Well, I mean, I think the most unique thing is that the body is the instrument, right? You don't need paints, you don't need a pen, you don't need, you don't really don't need it. You don't need an instrument, you don't need anything outside of yourself. Like it's literally like your body is the instrument and, you know, being able to channel whatever it is, emotions, energy, right? Expression through your body, I think can be really powerful. Not to say that other modalities aren't, Mm because they are. I think that's one of the things that makes it unique though. Yeah. Now at the height of the pandemic, how did you continue through dance? Did dance change for you in any way at that time or just like a stronger calling or how did you experience dance in that time period? Well, so when we started out, I had, we had just started an in-person series in New York. I was really excited about it. We had like 12 people. It was like a solid group. Mm. Pumped. I just finished 
teaching my immersion weekend, which is, you know, it was a group of people creating their own solo dance piece. And that was like incredible. And I was like, mm. so inspired and like, yeah, we're really doing it this year, you know, and then like the pandemic hit and then it's like, oh, I guess we're moving it to Zoom. And then <laughs> we moved it to Zoom. And then I, right away, I think like, as soon as the quarantine was announced and we, you know, we thought it was going to be about two weeks long, I started going live every day and leading a dance break. Mm. And it felt, it felt very aligned, especially cause like the whole, you know, the, the book that I wrote dance with this book, the subtitle is start a revolution with your body alone in your room. Wow. And it was, yeah, it was, it was about how I revived dance alone in my room. And then here we are, everyone's alone in their room all of a sudden, right. We don't have the option to go to a dance studio. So I was like, oh, wow. I feel called that. Like, this is part of my mission right now is like mm. to remind people right that you can dance wherever you are and to maybe like have some collective movement help us get through this time I kept it going for 40 days wow. and and then I was burnt out and then <laughs> I stopped and I had to really like do some evaluations and realize like oh yeah like I you know at what point as like a creator or artist are we giving just for other people like when does it not right like if it's not also serving us or mm. right if it's burning us out it starts to kind of lose its function and at that point too I think people also by the summer of 2020 people were burnt out on zoom classes and the focus was really on racial justice like that was what mm. you know like I think most of us were were doing and protesting and just you know like really like there wasn't a lot of other things going on, which was a beautiful opportunity to do that. So I just kind of immersed myself in that. And I took a break from dancing, from leading classes, from any of it. And that break continued into 2021. Mm. So I, I was able to like, I mean, as a multi passionate type of person, which sometimes I feel like is to my detriment, it came <laughs> in handy in this time because dance was one of the things that I did for a living. I also am, you know, a writer and a coach and I was able to like have copywriting clients and, you know, just pick up other facets of my business. So I, I kept that going, but I was just like, you know what? Dance has taken a break. Mm. And but it's then, kind of interesting because I wonder if that's also part of the dance, right? Like on the, on the more metaphorical level, like you're taking a break, but that's part of your, your greater dances. When do we pause, you know, like. I think sometimes yeah. we're all so go, 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 go. But like, if we're looking at even our lives as, as metaphors within dance, you know, that yeah. there's a stillness too sometimes. <laughs> totally. I agree. Yes. And I think we forget that. Yeah. So it's like, we have to keep dancing. We have to keep moving. But it's like the pause, the moments of stillness are still a part of the dance. Mm -hmm. Like if we don't take that time, then yeah, we will burn out. We all need to get in our bodies and moving them. And yeah. I, I think that's so what's wonderful about your work with the dance again. Can you, you know, express a little bit? Because, you know, I feel like there are some people who are like, there are dancers and then there's not dancers and there's artists and they're not artists. And can you kind of speak a little bit about how your work kind of busts out of those ways of thinking? Absolutely. To be a dancer, to not be a dancer. I think if you dance, if you are called to express yourself through your body, you can be a dancer. I think, you know, being a professional dancer is one thing when you're like getting paid to dance and you mm -hmm. are, that is your profession. But I think it goes beyond profession when we think about dance and everyone has a body who's human. So if you dance, you're a dancer. <laughs> basically. 
If you want to be, that's if like you your want choice. To be. Yeah. Not everybody wants to be a dancer. Mm-hmm. I've learned that too. Cause I'm always like, dance with me. And like, most people are like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now Not you've, you've does. done some dancing with like strangers in the street and all of those wonderful things. Have I, I've, have I seen, mm-hmm. do you have any interesting stories of random just dancing in the street moments with people? Oh my God. There's many of those too that have happened over the years. I, Mostly started, I was in an airport and there was a long layover unexpected. And I just like had, I don't know, some piece of paper in my notebook and I wrote dance with me on it. And there was a piano player. I think it was in Charlotte, North Carolina. They have like a really beautiful airport and like there was someone playing piano live. So I was just like, I held up the dance with me sign in front of the piano. And that's when it really started. And, and like, people would kind of look at the side and like giggle, but it also was an airport. So people were probably in a rush. So like that might've factored into the rejection, but I got a lot of rejection and then I, no one really danced with me. And then I, I sat back down and then just stood there and like people would like literally like divert their eye contact with me and be like, Oh my God, let me get away from this girl. Like that's what it felt like. But some people like giggled and whatever. And then I just sat there. I was back on my laptop and I just like propped the sign up on the other side of my laptop, just, for whatever. I was like, I might as well just leave it here. And a little bit later, a couple of people came by and they, they worked in the airport. So they had seen me, but I guess they were like in the middle of something. So they couldn't do it. And they came back and they were like, Hey, you still want to dance? I saw your sign. I'd love to dance. And I was like, yes. And so like two different people, there's a, there's a video of it on YouTube that kind of documents the whole thing. And then they ended up dancing with me and we made a couple of fun videos and I was happy. I was like, at least someone resonated with this. That's so, so magical. For me, as I was hearing that story, I feel like that's like one of those things of like, you want to do something. You imagine doing something large in life, but are you willing to Mm -hmm. like meet the moment? Like here you are in this airport and there's a piano and you're like, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that was like what I had realized, like in the coaching work that I do with creatives and with myself, what I realized over the years was that like the bigger vision is, is the bigger creative vision actually blocking you because Mm -hmm. we sometimes have this, like, I'm going to create this empire of something, or I'm going to (laughs) like tour around the world with my music. And we're too focused on the big plan and all this stuff that we neglect to go to the open mic Mm -hmm. and share something in front of live humans. Right. And it's like, if you don't take those immediate steps of like, how can I bring the bigger vision to the most smallest common denominator that I can do right now? Even if that's writing a scene in my notebook for 10 minutes, like, you know, and then maybe you do that a while and then maybe you do take it to an open mic or maybe you post something about it or maybe you stand with a sign in public somewhere. I don't know. But like, you know, I think that was part of the motivation for me, even though if I didn't realize it at the time, but I was just like, in this phase of like, how can I be a dancer if I'm not like in a Broadway show or if I'm Mm. not like doing it in that typical professional way, right? And like, I don't want to go to a class right now because I felt too intimidated by it. So it's like, hmm, can I still be a dancer in the airport? Can I still be a dancer on the subway platform? Can I still be a dancer in my room, right? Mm. I think that's such a beautiful question that, you know, beyond dancing, like, can I be this here? So I just think that's such a, a really deep, wonderful kind of inquiry to play into that you, you really have mm-hmm. done in so many beautiful ways. <laughs> I also wanted to connect with you a little bit. We have a common mentor and teacher, Alessandra Belloni, 
who yeah. uh, teaches a lot of Southern Italian folkloric dance. And I wanted to ask, you know, what has been like your journey going into some of the the dances of your ancestry? Mm, and yeah. when did that come into your life? And, and how do you see it still in your life? Or how are you still working with that? Yeah, great question. I love talking about this stuff. So I had heard about Alessandro's work like years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was through another dancer who like did my the OA flash mob and some other things at the time. And she was like, you should check out Alessandra. And I was like, oh my God, wow, I totally want to do that. And it was always on my radar. And every August when she would hold like, you know, she holds her retreat. It used to be every week in August and somewhere different in Italy. And it was always like on my radar, but like I couldn't afford it. Like it just, it never, or like the timing was off, whatever it was for years, I couldn't make it. And then finally, at the end of 2019 or early 2020, I signed up for the 2020 retreat. I was so pumped. I was like, I can finally make this work. Yeah, I'm doing it. (laughs) And then as we all know, it happened in 2020. (laughs) Everything got canceled. So then I decided, Alessandra started offering the Zoom classes. So I was like, you know what, let me at least do this. So I ordered a tambourine online. And I started taking drumming classes with her. And then finally, she did February of 2022. It was in Hawaii, not Italy. But I finally went on a live retreat with her. And it was wonderful. And so it's really like, how has it affected me? I I think feels I growing up like I had never, I never knew that that was an option to study Mm. a type of dance and drumming that was so connected to my ancestors, you know, and to like my roots. And so it feels like a gift to have discovered that. Mm. And I want to delve more into like the healing rhythms of like being able to like, I would love to sometime, at some point facilitate the, the pizzica taranta, just like having like healing rituals with the drum with people. But, like, I think I'm a, I got a ways to go on that if I could even do that at some point, but I think feeling it in my own body and like Mm. taking part in the classes and the rituals with Alessandra has been really like healing. Like that February retreat was amazing. And I think it had a lot, like my whole life kind of shifted Mm. after as as part of the whole experience. That's so it's, you know, I, I discovered it later in life as well after kind of, you know, my own dance journey, like following rhythms that I'm just like, Oh God, like it just like lights me up. And I, you know, most of it, I was like, okay, I got into salsa dancing. And then I went to Cuba and I learned like Cuban rhythms. And then I, you Mm. know, was interested in Brazilian and folk music from there. And then I was like, wait, this exists in Italy. Like, why didn't anybody tell me? Like, I don't, I was like, how did I, how did I get this far and not know that this was a living tradition of music that has roots. I was going to ask you, like, how has it affected you and your creative process in life? Like having that, the Italian folkloric dance. I, you know, I haven't studied it as much, you know, I've been introduced to it. I've been following different musicians, you know, in Italy now and who are really reviving the folkloric traditions. So for me, while I'm not doing it all the time, I'm trying to stay away from like the formalness of like, I now need to study this. Like I put the music Mm -hmm. on and I dance and I go, this is in my blood Mm. and that's it. And, you know, you talked about dancing alone in like in your room, you know, that's during the pandemic. There was so much of that. I was like, okay, you know, this kind of feeling of, okay, I have to 
grasp onto my roots and somehow and so I was listening to a lot of that that music and dancing a lot to that mm. music and just going okay like this is old this is there's healing in this and like how do I stay connected connected to that so I feel like cool. dance is such an important thing that we stay connected to just in terms of building like our own creative resilience to kind of whatever, whatever the times throw at us (laughs) that you can, you can move it. And as long as we stay like in movement. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I love that creative resilience. And like, and isn't that when we like, wasn't that the original purpose of dance, right? Mm. Like people came together to dance, to mark rituals of life, you know, of you get your first period or you get married or you, someone dies, right? Like, like dances were things that got people through, that brought people together, that they express, mm. right? It was this marker of something that makes us human to yes. get us through these times. And like how appropriate that during like a global pandemic, when we are all in the thick of this thing, like I feel like dance really is making such a revival. I mean, I hear about a lot of people who are now teaching dance or embodiment or somatics, right? We ha- we hear different words now to describe physical movement, but I I see like so many different kinds of movement things popping up and we need movement to get through it. And I I think that's just the way that you open it for so many people. You have such a gift of making everyone like so comfortable (laughs) and, you know, cause there's that, you know, the doing it once we can get rid of that, like, oh, there's a right way or a wrong way to do it. And just like, let ourselves move because like, Mm. that's a natural. Totally. Oh, Jess, I thank you so much for taking the time to to chat. Do you have any cool, anything cool coming up that you want to talk about? I, right now I'm taking a little break from social media, which Ah. I'm really excited about, but about once a week, I send out a weekly whim. The whim stands for words helping to inspire movement. So some sprinklings of words or I love your or weekly whim this is like I know everyone's inboxes are flooded with everything but I always get something out of your weekly whims I'm glad to hear that thank Yay. you well, well yeah thank- that's that's the place to be <laughs> all right so I'll make sure I'll have links for everyone so they can stay in contact with you and hopefully you can help us get dancing around Lava Fana's table because we'll we're gonna want some of that <laughs> Great. All right, Jess, thank you so much for your time and for this amazing conversation. Thanks so much for pulling up a seat to La Bufana's table. To get episodes sent direct to your inbox, as well as other perks such as access to our monthly community and connection hours, be sure to subscribe to my substack, dinagregory.substack.com. Ciao.